2: better not have no plans tonight. Movie time and it's feeling right.
0: You're looking for a love that lasts. You'll find, find it at romance in the podcast. podcast. Ooh, ooh baby, you had me at hello. Ooh, I love you. I know. Ooh, ooh baby, you're the I'll have what
2: she's having. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at Hello. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And joining us today is Emily Gonzalez from Too Scary Didn't Watch. Yay! Yay! Oh,
3: <laughs> that was I, that was lovely Hello
2: Thank you for having me Thank you so much For uh, jumping on uh, Mikey is not able To make it today He's on vacation So we figured uh, We congratulations, would Congratulations uh... Mikey I know right yeah. So he's uh, sunning On the beach Right now I think uh, in Florida Or Alabama Or somewhere on the beach Somewhere. On the I don't Gulf. know
1: I was asking questions He was like It's this beach I was like You say that oh, Like I should know It's parody
2: <laughs> key I remember He told uh, okay, me Okay cool Look at me being a good friend Anyway So Woo! Emily Thank you so much I literally DM'd <laughs> Emily at like <laughs> (laughs) I don't know, four o'clock yesterday afternoon. uh, And I was like, hey, what are you doing in 18 hours? Can you help? Can you record? And she was like, yeah, that's great.
3: I'm getting on a podcast. Yeah, love it.
2: Yeah, so I really appreciate it. Um, So today I made you guys watch a, A nice, nice tale. tale. So this can't have been the first time any of us had seen this movie, right? Like we've all seen this before, right? It was my first <gasps> time. Oh my god,
0: Emily, I I'm so know. happy. For you. Thank
3: you. It was my first time. I made my boyfriend watch it with me. It was both of our first times. To the point wow. I was like, how did we escape? Really? Like, 10 Things I Hate About You, another Heath Ledger rom-com, two years prior, one of my most seen movies of all time, I was watching rom-coms in this time, I was watching Heath Ledger in this time, somehow missed this movie. That's nuts. I I can't believe it. I know. I'm so glad to have watched it. So thank you. That makes me so happy because
2: uh, I really have to know, like, what did you think, like, first impressions watching this movie?
3: Delightful. (laughs) Just, I mean, just absolutely delightful. Yeah. I it's it really is just immediately it's fun. It's having a good time. It's so two thousand and one, but in like a in a lovely way. Yeah. You know, like like they really were enjoying. Like, I, oh, this. I mean, we'll all talk about like the style of this movie, the way they were like we're gonna do a nice deal. But we're also gonna modernize it, but we're gonna do a little bit of both. And yeah. we're gonna like we're we're not gonna point it out. We're just gonna let it exist in this right. sort of half and half world, which I thought was so fun. And they make that choice like all throughout in some of the costumes and the soundtrack, and it's oh, just yeah. like it's really just there. You know, it's not, I was say it's not a it's not a perfect movie i had some thoughts absolutely but, not um <laughs> but it, it's just so fun it's just so fun and like oh heath i mean i know oh
2: he's so fucking dreamy
3: it does make you miss him a lot oh he's so dreamy nobody has a smile like that. he smiles and you just like melt also he was 22 in this yeah. man, I mean, you, you, you like lose track of just how young he was, yeah. right?
2: It's really wild. I and mean, he passed away like seven, eight years after this, right? Like
3: uh, two thousand and eight. Okay, so yeah. seven
2: years after this. yeah. So that's yeah. He was
3: twenty nine. So oh, it's devastating. Yeah. But he was just so young and such a little heartthrob, and it just is yeah he's so watchable he's just so so watchable yeah. and he's also
2: great in this and he's great in this I mean I think his romantic counterpart <laughs> is pretty terrible she's the worst mm, I she's the least, least so favorite much. part of the film I, in so many ways I, yeah, yeah, yeah. there
3: That is her and also that character I, got, I have so many questions about oh yeah our I choice mean, with with why, her
1: why is her hair the same hair from xenon girl of the 21st oh, century it's <laughs> very xenon it's what? extremely xenon Know. It is. Yeah, her and her handmaiden were just like going wild with the hair chalk it's just like purple pink everything oh yeah it was actually worse than i remembered it which is crazy
2: there's one scene where she has two streaks on her face that are in different yes. colors i was like are you pitching a baseball game like what are you doing why do you have those lines on your eyes no she's the fourth member of tlc i don't know, if you know
1: <laughs> but like that's what's happening in this movie i forget her name what is it Shannon Sossaman. Shannon Sauceman. Right. Right. I only remember because she's one of my least favorite actresses of all time and every time she's in something I'm like nope <laughs> she's really not very good
3: she is beautiful and I feel like in 2001 that is pretty much all we cared about yeah oh, absolutely. as a society not that we I, care about a whole yeah. lot more she now but gorgeous. we're at least pretending she's gorgeous yeah she's beautiful but also that character I'm just like <laughs> yeah it's a nothing character I can't tell if you're supposed to think she is a good Romantic choice for him or the The villain roman- like there's so many moments Where I'm like wait do we want him to end Up with her I don't actually know I don't know and to be honest watching This as an
1: adult I did not understand Their fights I was like what
3: There's a moment where yeah they were fighting And I, I truly I turned from from. I was like did we miss Something like oh, why you. are you yelling yeah, all of like, a sudden Wait what
2: happened I don't Know like this is not just bad she
1: Communication
2: knows. this is no
1: communication no, is yeah, Zero. right yeah
2: I mean I don't know I don't find her in the least attractive at all. I think he should have ended up with the blacksmith character. Oh, I thought I she thought was, was going to. That. And when they had like that dance, when they were dancing and whatever, they had a little bit of chemistry more than him and Sharon Sossaman.
3: They they played that like they, I thought in that moment, I was like, oh, yeah. this is going to be the thing. It's actually going to be her. And like yeah, she knows yeah, yeah. who he really is. Yeah. And they both have come a But no, uh, no, 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 no. It's the princess. Can I
1: pitch an alternate ending? Yes, please. Okay. He finds out that Jocelyn noble lady is vapid and shallow, and then ends up with a blacksmith. Like yeah, that's what I want. That's that's exactly what
2: I wanted too.
1: I, it's what I thought was going to happen. And then they turn it around, and she's like, "I don't care that you're poor." And I was like false <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what was the first time you saw this movie page
1: oh god i don't even remember i i might have seen this in theaters i honestly don't remember but i think i did i think i might have yeah. um i do know that my sister and i watched this movie religiously for <laughs> years like I'm this sure. was a, a family favorite we watched it all the time my mom an ap Brit Lit teacher hates this movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, sure. She
3: doesn't like a character who's just Chaucer for um, so no for reason. reason. For no she reason. <laughs>
1: she knows her Chaucer mm-hmm. back in back to front, cover to cover. And so she can like kind of appreciate some of it, but she doesn't like I think it's the modernizations of the movie. Yeah. So
2: it's like sure I like it. I like it too, and I love Paul Bettany So like he yes, yeah, so much fun.
3: Also, this was something I was like, oh man. Paul Bettany has been at it forever Ever. He looks exactly the same yeah. A yep. full 20 years later he does. Yeah.
2: And I've seen him naked recently Looks exactly the same Wow,
3: <laughs> that little butt, little nice. short butt crack
2: He didn't realize I saw it, but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No. short the cops crack. Still it's found alarming.
3: Me. Short
1: crack. Bet and he added again. <laughs> That's what we call it. But dude, Rufus Sewell, um, he's gorgeous in this movie. I know he's the villain, but those green he's eyes, like, oh.
2: beautiful. He fell into that like handsome bad guy. Like, yeah, he did. He plays a
3: villain like no other. Oh, he does it. So uh, that smarmy, it's perfect.
2: Yeah, he's so good. But like Alan Tunick's in this, who's amazing. King Baratheon from Game of Thrones is in this, and he's great. <laughs> yeah, Robert Baratheon. Yeah, yeah yes. I, I love it. There's so many famous people in this movie. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I was like, why is this guy? That's what he is. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. What a cast. What What a cast. cast,
2: Right? I have to know how much. Like they paid to use Nike's logo on his armor. <laughs> oh, I <have> totally
3: <laughs> they never about it. it. <laughs> they just are like, "That's my black." I was like, "Why is it Nike? I, why
2: <laughs> Nike swooshes?" Oh, I wonder if they got away with it because it's two Nike swooshes, not just the one. And I wonder I think, if... I think that might be how
1: they get away with it. Oh, to be wild. honest with you, but it's
2: clearly a Nike swoosh. No, like, it's one
1: hundred
3: percent a Nike swoosh. Yeah, you couldn't
1: even argue that it's something else. Oh man, I mean that
2: that symbol is so ubiquitous in like pop culture that like it's unmistakable
1: yeah it's doubled and it's upside down but it still doesn't matter but it's you're definitely just like, Nike swoosh yeah. yeah Nike swoosh
2: I do love that the blacksmith stole our hearts and invented branding and that's like all I needed <laughs> from her and she still <laughs> didn't she's, end up with Heath like Ledger
1: handing him the armor like just do it <laughs> You're just like, oh,
2: okay. yeah. I like that you made her Scottish. I like that.
1: Oh, yeah, because I'm i not great at accents I'm and never
2: claims to be. Yeah. There are
3: some great accents in this movie, though, for sure. There yeah, are.
2: I do sort of feel like they're letting everyone do their own accent, though. It's not it's like. Sort of how, I had moments where I was like, yeah. is Heath
3: being British or is this just how he talks? I was oh. like, it's a little. More British. He skews a little more British than yeah. he maybe regularly is. Well, but. and
1: I mean, none of it's accurate to the period no. as no. far as what people would sound like. So who the fuck cares? I care. Like, I, in college, I had to learn to read uh, Middle English because I took a whole class on Chaucer. Mm-hmm. And it, we, this movie would not be fun to watch in Middle <laughs> <No>. English. <laughs> You'd be like, is this half German? And you're like, kind of. Yeah. yeah so, might, know, might as, as well but, be, Yeah.
3: I think, I mean, I, this movie is, it's so fun it's it's astonishingly long i'll say oh, my, yeah. my biggest thought with this movie is i wish it tried to do a little less yeah i think honestly, this it i could think be it's trying shorter. to do a little too much there's some things where it's like I think that choice complicates things and I don't think we need it. Yeah. Because uh, the concept is so fun. It's so simple. It's like everyone is so charismatic that that for me where it goes a little off the rails is like like sort of that like, oh wait, why are they fighting right now? Okay, wait, he's at war, but then he's back? Yeah, but okay. then he's not. Uh, it's because <laughs> everyone's like, just cut that out. Let's just cut that out. Yeah,
1: I, I'm on kind of a weird crunchy schedule today and so I was like, I've seen this movie a million times. And I'm going to just fast forward through montages because I know what happened. (laughs) And then I was shocked by how many montages there were. And I was like, is this movie? 40%
2: 40% montages and I'm here to tell you it, is. it fucking is yeah, I'm it honestly is. surprised like that third eye blind song that's in every montage from this time was not used in this movie
1: that's the only one because it's it's mostly like late 70s early yeah. 80s yeah, rock. and yeah. honestly I did have the soundtrack to this movie and it's it fucking oh, it's great. slaps yeah. Yeah. It yeah.
2: slaps yeah it's good I do sort of wish they had done like the is it Westworld that like turns like pop music into like orchestral pieces the original Westworld or the new Westworld? I have not seen the 70s Westworld because I'm not going to put myself to that Michael Crichton madness. It's but amazingly I mean, I mean, the most recent stuff. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, Bridgerton also does that.
2: Yes, yeah, Bridgerton, Bridgerton does. does, that's does right. it
1: So much. If you want like a violin version of Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. Bridgerton has you handled. Bridgerton has it.
2: I do want that. Do, do they sell soundtrack? Get Bridgerton I think season must. one on soundtrack. Come
3: on. They must. <laughs> there's
1: also the unauthorized Bridgerton musical. I don't know if you're familiar. I'm sorry. There's a what? I am not familiar familiar okay i'm here i mean i know this doesn't relate to this movie at all but uh There is there is a, a woman on TikTok who is a songwriter and actually a very good songwriter and good singer, and she has like pop songs, and she wrote just for like a joke on TikTok a Bridgerton musical. And then she ends up partnering with like another songwriter, and they put it out and performed it and won a Grammy for it this yeah, year. Yeah, it's called the
2: oh unofficial God. Bridgerton yes. Musical. Yes. An album it's a real by thing. Abigail Barlow. I just looked it up. Yeah,
1: it's Barlow and
2: Bear is their like okay. name when they work together yeah, collectively. Emily Bear and Abigail Barlow is who did it that's wow. amazing Yeah. alright well I know what I'm listening to the rest of this yeah, day I, it's, it's
1: not bad it's one of the she also helped write the Dolly Parton Taco Bell musical I'm <laughs> what the fuck wow. did you just say that, it came out two days ago Todd to celebrate the return of the Mexican pizza you need to get on the talk <laughs> and get into what Gen Z is into
2: Dolly Parton wow. Taco Bell musical that's you fucking heard me that you heard the words that amazing. came out of my mouth I'm gonna drive to Pigeon it's okay.
1: It's okay. It's It's fine. all right. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's fine. All right. I will say I did cry a lot more in this movie so than I ever remember I, I fucking hate how
2: much I cried during this movie. I have like weird dad issues because my dad passed away and it's like this whole like thing, right? Todd, are so, we both like, on our oh, moon times? Oh, you have no idea. Like, That's when I cried though is all the dad stuff. When Heath Ledger comes home and is they have that scene with his dad and his oh. dad is fucking acting, man. Like he's oh. feeling it. I'm like full on weird my girlfriend's like setting up this desk chair that we bought for her and she's like are you okay <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> anyway i yeah, can't change very... my stars oh. yeah and then, like, it cuts from them both being, like, the best actors in this movie to Sharon Sossaman like, just like. Shannon eating. Sossaman Yeah, whatever her name, who cares? <laughs> just like chewing scenery and not, like, not feeling anything when she's acting. And I'm like, and just,
1: oh. I love you and I will run with you. Let's run. I can be poor. And it's like, <laughs> bitch, no, you can't. You don't even understand what poor is like in this yeah, time. You got no idea. Yeah, you, you got no, hope. no In this time, idea.
3: no. Poor is basically dead. Yeah. Yeah. No
1: <laughs> one's going to buy your metric fuck ton of hairspray to give you wild hairstyles when you're poor Mm-mm. you better get used to braids you think like, you can afford
2: face paint when you're poor i don't <laughs> think so sauce i of
1: oh this flowy like for some reason avocado colored linens <laughs> that you wear through this entire movie there's Gone. one hairstyle
2: where she just looks like a peacock like it's like flat oh, and like big time, and one. wild
1: yeah yeah, it's it's exactly it. 2001. <laughs> like, <laughs> so much. It stepped off a runway and into this movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I was here yeah. for it. Uh, maybe we should go through this movie so we can talk about it scene by scene, though, Paige.
1: Yes, because Let's do it. honestly, limited time today before I melt in my Los Angeles
2: apartment with no air conditioning. It is
3: deeply hot in Los Angeles today. It is, it is painfully hot. It's real bad.
2: It's 85 degrees here in Nashville. I don't know how hot oh, it is in L.A. You.
3: It's, ho- actually, it's hotter it's, than that here i
1: believe it's Is 91 it? right now oh god oh, i'm sorry 93 it's oh. 93. and it yes, was hotter bad. yesterday yesterday was like 96 it was bad all right so all right we open before we even hit credits we open on a title card that says in medieval times a sport arose embraced by noble and peasant fans alike though only noble knights could compete the sport was jousting And we get just like a little clip of jousting. And then we get another title card that says, For one of these knights, an over-the-hill former champion, it was the end. But for his peasant squire, William, it was merely the beginning. Right into the story. Yeah, no dilly dallying. Sir Ector is dead.
3: I will say, yeah, they jump right in, and I love that. That's like great. They're just like, okay, here's the here's the premise. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, Here are the
2: five lines you need to understand what's about to happen. To understand the first shot of the movie, and we'll pick it up from there. And I love when you're not like, like I don't know, you're just not hit with like a three minute credit scene immediately. I love when a movie jumps in. I don't mind like a little bit of text that I have to read to set up what's going on. But just three minutes of text and I'm, I'm already bored in your movie. So I'm very yeah. grateful this movie just jumps right in.
1: It jumps right in. The knight that they work for is dead. He has to be <laughs> ready to compete in two minutes or forfeit, which I don't think you could get in and out of armor in two minutes. No. But let's play
2: pretend. But I mean, in <laughs> like, this world, they do, which means that they did not have time to wash the shit out of that armor. And that to me is funny.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, the more I thought about it, because so many times in this movie, and I think it's because we're right, the person writing it is writing it as a modern person. So many times in this movie, they're just like, two minutes to this. And I'm just like, do they are the people just constantly turning hourglasses to wear yeah, not like time? counting the seconds yeah. yeah like how how frequent of a thing was that where they were like you're on in 5 like i don't <laughs> think that happens i mean it probably does i, I wonder guess. if it was like a
2: standard thing people said you got 3 minutes but that just means like you have a short amount of time you mm-hmm. have until i run out of my patience
1: Yeah, because it seems in this movie, they always have exactly enough time to do what they need to do. And it does seem to just be like two minutes
2: or however long this takes.
3: (laughs) You have the time you need. Yeah.
2: Right. And then let's go. But hurry the fuck up, okay? Hurry. (laughs) Yeah. You have until after the guitar solo in We Will Rock You, and then we're forfeiting if you're not here.
1: I mean, honestly, like... That first song, because essentially what they do is they put his armor on William, and yeah. William's gonna compete, even though he shouldn't be because he's not a knight. Right. But as he's like riding into the arena, or the lists, as they call it. Ooh, someone's
2: been to a Ren fair. What's up?
1: Yeah, I've seen live jousting. Yes, it's not as interesting. It's as not. In the it's
2: not as interesting as they make it seem. I've been to every Ren fair. I've had the chance to go now, to. Medieval Times,
1: different story. Oh,
2: medieval times is a fun time. I'll go to Medieval Times anytime anyone wants. Let's do it. Yeah.
1: So (laughs) as he rides into the arena, we are met with We Will Rock You. And that immediately tells you what kind of movie this is, where you're just like, oh, fuck history. We're just here for a good time. Yeah.
3: And we will rock you like the crowd is singing it and clapping a lot. It's like it's a part of the movie. It's not just the soundtrack to it. We're doing it. Like
2: it's a nineteen eighties fucking sea shanty that. Everybody knows. Yeah. Yeah. Like
3: like it's a
1: modern day arena. And I Mm -hmm. I have some notes on fun fact in fun facts about why they did that.
0: because It was actually a
1: deliberate choice. Yeah. Um, But another thing to note, and if you kind of look at it like throughout the movie, so the next time you watch it, keep your eyes open for it. Most of the extras don't speak English. And so they had to, like, teach them the song. Really? Oh, I love (laughs) that. Like, they could clap, but they didn't know the words. And this movie has them, like, singing along. Yeah, it does. So there's a couple points at which something happens and the crowd doesn't react the way you would expect them to, and it's because they physically did not understand what was being said to them <laughs> and then they keep it in for comedic effect that's so,
2: very funny i mean that. there is one time because yeah. this is i don't know what city this is in but it's not like paris or whatever so like who it's like a small local town jousting mm. session or whatever but like the guy who was like overseeing it like the lord of that area is sitting there and he is like saying the wrong words they show him singing the wrong words and i was like oh it makes sense that the i don't know the posh lord dude would not know doesn't, queen doesn't know, I, no, I thought that they did that as a choice know. but He just did not speak English probably He's he's an extra That's also why
1: he doesn't speak To give them the gift after Yeah Like When when they win Because he does not speak English That's awesome Um, Literally Aside from your main cast Pretty much no one in this movie On screen speaks English
2: That's awesome (laughs) It's pretty great Very interesting I do love as they're like Pulling into Joust or whatever They show like a close up Of the trumpet players At the end of the song And like it's this guitar solo It's very clearly a guitar But then it stops and then the guy puts the trumpet down the like he was playing it. And I'm like, you know what? Good on
1: you, trumpet player. I love it. <laughs> that actually, that fits into the part of the reason why they chose the modern music. So we'll talk about it a little bit later. Okay, cool. cool. And up until today, I had never known why they did. And after reading like the director's justification for doing it, I was like, okay, that actually makes some fucking sense. Like that, this was not without thought, I guess is what I would say. <laughs> anyway. So all he has to do is not fall off his horse and they win. So he jousts, he gets hit, but he doesn't fall off the horse, yep. which means they won, which means they can eat because we did find out that they hadn't eaten in like three days. Yeah. Um, but he gets hit in the face and his helmet is dented against his face. So he can't remove his helmet. Thank goodness. Right. Because they he's not the guy, you know, so they kind of pull one over on these people because he can't get his helmet off. Um, So they give them a gold ostrich feather. That's something I didn't really notice watching it as a kid. And as an adult was just like, do they not have coins? Like, why are they giving them all this weird gold shit? Like, they've got the ostrich feather and then, like... Little figurines.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a box. I love the guy on the horse, though, because they literally just, like, break it apart to pay people with it. And that, to <laughs> they me, just me, was knock hilarious. knock pieces of gold yeah. off it. Yeah, it's so funny.
1: So they get their money. It's enough for them to eat or go back to England, whatever they want to do. But Heath Ledger's character, William, is like what if we did this full time, though? Yeah. Like, what if we actually made a go of it, tried to be famous knights? And they're like, but you're not a knight. And he's like, who's to say? Uh, And they're like, everyone. It's all
2: made up anyway. Let's just have fun. Yeah,
1: it's bullshit. Let's have fun. And they decide to do it. And so they kind of move on to the next or they're about to move on to the next tournament. But they try to practice in the woods because he doesn't actually know how to do it. He's just been near a knight this whole time.
2: Yeah, I mean he helped his former knight whose name escapes me but doesn't matter. Sir Ector. Yeah, Sir Ector. He would like be a practice dummy for him. So he knows like how to like ride a horse. He's actually a really good sword fighter in his own right, but like he, he? doesn't know how to hold or aim a a jousting lance. A lance is what you call it. It's called
1: lance. (laughs) Hello.
2: (laughs) A scene that was there just for the trailer. I guarantee you that was in the trailer.
1: Must have been. I I don't remember, but that was one that my sister and I used to yell at each other a lot. (laughs) But So they train in the woods, and then they kind of move on to the next tournament, and as they're on the road, that's where they encounter Jeffrey Chaucer, a.k.a. Paul Bettany. Yeah. And something, again, that I noticed this time and didn't think about as a kid. He's just like, have you read my book, The Book of the Duchess? And I'm like, they can't read. <laughs> no way can they read. Nuh-uh. No way can they read. <laughs> They're just like, huh? And he says, well, it's allegorical. Well, we won't hold that against you. That's for each <laughs> man to decide for himself. Um, but again, it's because they just physically can't read. Yeah. And there's many times throughout the movie when he's just like, saying things to people or trying to explain things to people who clearly can't read and are clearly fully illiterate. And he's just like, I don't get why you don't understand. (laughs) And it's pretty funny.
2: One of the reasons I love Alan Tudyk so much and sort of everything he's in is because he's like always giving you a thousand percent, whether he has a line in the scene or not. And there are so many scenes when Paul Bettany is talking way over his head and he just has the dumbest look on his face. Like, not like he's making a dumb face, but like there's nothing going on behind his eyes at all, and I love that about his character because he is very—he's a very dumb character, you know. He's just he just—he like, has
1: the perfect blank expression. <laughs> it's uh, so the, the other place where I really love it is Dodgeball, yeah. where he's Steve the uh, Pirate, uh, so and good. they're explaining the rules, and he's just like, yeah, dressed as a pirate though. That's it's great. great. Yeah. he's great. So good. So the one thing that Chaucer can do for them though is write patents of nobility, which they need to prove that they're noble to fight in these tournaments. Yeah. And so he agrees to do it in exchange for clothes, shoes, and food. And he will get them their patents. Um, Now, this is the first time that Alan Tudyk Tudic. Tudic. Okay. This is the first time he threatens him. Yeah. And it's one of the first times that we hear him say, I will fong you till your insides are out, entrails are X-trails. And that's because this movie's PG-13. You can't say the F word. Ah. I know. It,
2: to me, it was like the Battlestar Galactica frack word. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. their version of it was fong. And I thought that that was very funny because he does yell it at many people throughout this movie.
3: Yeah, throughout the entire movie. He's a total, total loose cannon. Yeah.
1: Total loose cannon. He is. He's a wild card. (laughs) Um, And they can kind of get away with it by being like, oh, it's an old English way of saying it. Maybe. But it's more just because they couldn't say it. Yeah. They couldn't say the F word. Anyway, they make it to the next tournament. They turn in their patents of nobility. They accept them. And they get their first assignment
2: for who they're going to be jousting later. I had to bring this up. Uh, When the guy who is like, I guess there at the tournament, he, like, works for the tournament checking in the knights or whatever. Instead of just saying, what events is your knight competing in? He's like, signify what events your knight's yeah. competing in. And then Bettany picks up the stick and, like, hits two things. And the guy has to, like, turn around and see which ones he hits and then writes it. I was like, but then that he, is doesn't so... until... <laughs> I know, he doesn't turn until... around until after. And I was like, there's no way he could have seen He's just like, okay, so you're just looking at which ones are swinging. Why not just ask him Like, and write it down? Not it's, a great system. It, to me, no. I was like, this is Mm-mm. why the 1300s were terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it
1: is the worst, the worst time to be alive. Oh, it would have uh, been so bad. and terrible. It's
3: not good now, but it would have been worse oh, yeah, then. Oh, much worse
1: terrible.
2: back then,
3: yeah.
1: So as they're kind of getting settled at the tournament, Heath Ledger is riding through kind of the tournament grounds. And this is where he first sees... Shannon Sossaman and follows her Like a fucking creep he does.
2: <laughs> And like I mean I guess It's because she's the only one walking in the street that doesn't Like legit have shit all over her Clothes but like yeah he's just like yeah. Immediately drawn to her for no reason
1: Yeah yeah and he follows her Literally into a church on a horse um, And he's trying to Talk to her and she's just like I won't tell you my name <laughs> <And we're> like, <laughs> Because
2: I'm terrible
1: yeah I'm the worst And I'm here to be the worst And <laughs> if you don't like it you can fucking leave and so he has to leave, in part because the priest yells at him for desecrating the house of God with a horse. Right. Um, so they escort him out, and then the priest comes up to her and is like, It's such a shame that you're beautiful so that you can't concentrate more <laughs> on God. And he's like, You should pray that you get old fast. I was just like, What a weird thing to say to a person.
2: I honestly, though, I could see that being like a topic of conversation back then when things were terrible.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I feel like a mask would be easier. Oh, yeah. Than just being like, I hope you age hella fast. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh,
3: But you know, it's the 1300s. She's gonna, you know? (laughs) Like, don't worry. Life will be hard. <laughs> oh. If
1: she hasn't had the pox yet, she's gonna eventually, and then that skin yeah
2: bye Oh, I mean, at the end of this, when we talk about are they still together? I'm gonna say I'm pretty sure he's dead. I was gonna say yes, but they only lived three and a half more years. Like they die immediately after this movie's over. Like of all age Oh old I think age. he dies I think he <laughs> dies of his injuries. Oh in yeah. that that very like, much. Yeah, he no dies way are they of tending an infection. to those correctly. Yeah. yeah, no. That is true. At the end when he's right without his armor he's like well i'm fucking dead anyway so like it doesn't matter do i want to die painlessly over a month from infection or do i want to die right now either one's fine exactly yeah
1: so he goes through his first jousting match he wins uh and then he has to go from there straight to sword and he actually wins sword oh yeah he kicks everyone's ass he kicks everyone's ass but before he gets to go to the sword they get kind of waylaid by the two bookies. That's right. That have Paul Bettany's character because he has gambled himself into impoverishment.
2: Well, he's now naked again. Again. He's been on the screen. Um five minutes and three and a half of those minutes he's been naked mm-hmm. three and a half
1: also the amount of inches in his short crack um <laughs> he does have just a oh, shockingly short crack uh um, he is a tall guy so just i mean just that a is sort little, of it's strange.
3: probably perspective i bet it's a normal crack he's just a tall guy <laughs> maybe
2: maybe who knows i think it's because um, they shot him low and if you shoot someone yeah, below the it's, crack it's an angle. it shortens yeah. it yeah, 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 yeah i
1: did i did have a sorority <laughs> sister who had short crack syndrome and it was at a time when low rise jeans were very popular and whenever she would sit, you would just be like, she's going to show crack any minute. No, wouldn't
3: do it. So that was her time to shine. I'm so happy exactly. for her.
1: I, I was too. And it was it was almost like she had no crack. And I was like, the, the world is your oyster. Like yeah. the, the possibilities are unlimited. You wear
3: any low jeans you want
2: any of them i find this conversation fascinating i didn't know that it was the length of someone's crack that like would show or not show their crack in low-rise jeans so
1: well yeah because they're very low rise so i get it It,
2: that makes sense i'm just saying that's like a thing i've never had to worry about as a man my
1: husband who has a long crack even in regular pants has to be careful so like you (laughs) know it's a thing all bodies are different you know yeah and they are all to be celebrated. Exactly. So they agree to pay after they win the sword competition because that's when they'll have enough money to pay off his debt. Yeah. So he goes into the sword. He he gets hit twice, but then immediately comes back It just wrecks this fool. Yeah, it's
2: like best of five hits, I guess. Yeah. And he so. does get hit twice because there's something wrong with his armor. Oh, he can't lift his right arm up all the way because the armor's right. fucked or whatever. Well
1: and the armor wasn't made for him too, so that
2: is true. But at the end, when he wins, they raise his sword arm all the way up. I was like well, I noticed so that too. So like could yeah. he raise I'm so confused. Anyway, it was just like a made up plot point to make him have a you know a leg down in yeah. the competition, but he still overcomes it or whatever. I got it. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Well and and this is one of those things where I'm like if you had to cut twenty minutes out of this movie you could cut all of Shannon Sossaman. Or mm-hmm. you could cut kind of this section, I think, could go pretty easily.
3: You could cut some of this.
1: Yeah, I don't think we need the sword stuff at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we get a huge speech from Paul Bettany, who is now their herald that's going to travel with them to herald him at every match. Yeah. And he does this entire speech to silence before <laughs> Roland is just like, Yeah, yeah! <laughs> I everyone, everyone starts cheering. Yeah. And it's because the crowd did not understand English no. and <gasps> did not know they were supposed to cheer. And oh, so that's Roland, funny. His like, yeah, gets them to cheer. And then they were like, Well, I guess we could do more takes of it, but that was
2: really funny. And so they just oh, kept I it love in. that. Oh, wait, so that great. wasn't like in the script initially? No. It was not holy because it is great. It is very funny because he's talking like an elevated version of English that like if you didn't know how to read, you probably wouldn't understand half the words, even if you just heard them. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And it's like too much for the circumstance. Everyone's sort of like, okay, yeah. Oh, that's so it works so well. I love that. It does.
1: It's really funny. So we then get a montage of them winning fights to taking care of business.
2: So great. So great. But it is like the second of 25 montages in this movie. And it's we're only like 10 minutes in and we're already at our second montage. It's wild.
1: Yeah. A- again, this movie is 40% montages. <laughs> yeah. Um, he has to get his armor repaired. So they go to, there's a lady armorer and she's like, Oh, they said I couldn't do it because I was a lady. And they were like, no, they just said you're bad at armor. And she was just like, give me the fucking armor. I'll <laughs> well, fucking it's because show there's them.
2: Like, there's like a huge fucking crack in his armor and they won't let him compete. So he's trying to get someone to fix it for free or, you know, on like layaway or consignment or whatever you right. call that to pay him later. And all the men armorers are like, no, you got to pay us right now. So they're like, maybe try her. And that's why he yeah. does that. He sort of like manipulates her. But like yeah. that could have been a sweet, like meet cute moment for, like, the love interest. I don't know. I really, I was pulling for been. Kate. I liked Kate a lot. Me too. Yeah. She's I awesome. Like Kate a lot. Yeah, she's the best. So we cut to the stands
1: where Shannon Sossaman's character is sitting ready to watch the joust and Count Adamar, a.k.a. Ruf- Rufus Cuel, uh is trying to chat her up and she's like, Not having it. She's like, Aren't you 40? (laughs) (laughs) Probably, but he could still get it. I mean, he is. I I mean, I wish I looked that good. Like, yeah, he's a handsome dude. Good looking dude. I stand by, I really like him in Tristan and his old. That's probably one of my favorites. Yeah, but also a villain, right? No,
3: because remember, that's right. No, yeah, you're right. He's like
1: he's kind of a good guy. Yeah. Oh wow. I haven't seen
3: that movie in so long, but I might want to watch it just to see him not be a villain because he's always a villain. He's not a villain and baby Henry. Cavill,
1: isn't it? You can't. Yeah, that's wrong. right.
3: Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm just I
2: haven't thought about that movie. I haven't even heard the name Tristan and Easel in 20 years. yeah um, mm-hmm. but Rufus is the kind of guy that could be like, Hey, I think I'm just gonna like retire and become a handsome billionaire. And you're like, You probably could, like you're you that kind of handsome. You yeah. should do that. Yeah,
1: you got those freaky light eyes and it looks
0: cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah. Uh he's I mean, he doesn't care what she thinks. He he pictures her as property we know this from the things that he says later in the movie
2: well and also like from the time he's a nobleman of this time like he probably does see her as property because he was raised to see her as property because in the eyes of everyone women were property it's a terrible time to be alive oh yeah yeah horrible time
1: and so he doesn't really seem to care whether or not she's interested in the things that he's saying which he just like I don't know if you've ever been on a date like this Where someone just keeps talking Even though you've shown no interest in the conversation But that's what's going on here
2: I feel like I'm being attacked right now
1: Oh I don't know have you done this <laughs> to somebody
3: <laughs> Yeah why do you feel that way I've been, No I'm just joking
2: <laughs> although I'm sure I've been on Plenty of dates where I was like trying a little bit too Hard to be funny and charming and like mm. It just was not landing because she was devoid Of humor that's right I'm gonna make it her fault This is also why the date didn't sure. go well Because I'm a terrible person But you know what I'm saying like if you don't have chemistry with somebody and you're trying to overcompensate and it's just like not working.
1: Yeah, like like if you go to Aroma Cafe on Sunset and he shows up an hour late and just talks about positivity seminars for 20 minutes straight. Oh, that sounds fucking terrible. I would leave immediately. I would have, except... My coffee was really good. <laughs>
3: I was like, they make good coffee. They make, good, they make coffee. good coffee. I'm like,
1: I'm gonna finish this.
3: And you know what? Good story. Like i I'm, yeah. I'm loving this anecdote. Yeah. There Positivity seminars. He
1: also had pretended to be Australian.
3: It's it's a really Wait, weird... I'm sorry, he
2: pretended to be Australian? Yeah, like he was yeah, yeah, yeah. pretending. Like he was from like Burbank, but he was yeah. like, "Good, I might." Correct. That um, is bonkers. So,
1: so he had we we had met on an app, and of course, my rule for apps is like, if I'm going to meet you, it's in public and a yes. you know public yes. space.
2: This is very smart because you're not getting murdered today, Paige. Yeah,
1: I'm not. I'm not buying whatever murder you're selling. Uh, so <laughs> he it, via text, like via messages on the app, had messaged, and he would be like, "Good, day, and or like mate or crikey and i was like that's weird because like i i have italian relatives and nobody's like it's a me your aunt like that nobody yeah. does that via text that's crazy oh but they should they absolutely
2: should well and
1: maybe <laughs> and in my mind i was like maybe he's just like extremely australian i don't know and so we show up there and he has like or i show up there he shows up late and he has <laughs> no accent at all and i'm just like i i thought you were australian because you said you were and like the text message like no but like my friends are and i was like what, what? Uh, i don't what? <laughs> and
2: then talked about positivity seminars for like 20 minutes that would be like if when i came back from japan i started texting my friends oh konnichiwa and shit like that yeah. like, Arigato. like you, <laughs> wow todd yeah. why are you wearing a dress uh, this is a chimano <laughs> you're like that's no, not even how get, it's pronounced that's not how they say it get out get no out. It's, it's not how they say it this is
1: racist and appropriative and I need to end this date right now oh, but I also boy. want to finish this coffee so I'm going to need you to go over there so I yeah. can finish the coffee I'm having a nice time by myself actually yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I'm so grateful I don't have to date anymore because like I hated that whole process and I was bad at it I'll be honest with you I'm not good
1: I feel like <laughs> if I had to do it again I could but I could also just I mean, same. continue having Having cats. Oh, I mean,
2: you're talking to two people who have between us nine cats. So, like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're talking to the right group of people to just throw it all in and get cats. Although, Emily, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're very happily taken and so am I. So, like, we have been successful thus far. Yeah,
1: just all of our
2: backup plan is cats. Yeah.
3: Oh, I'll be alone before I'll ever have to engage in conversation with someone I don't want to. I (laughs) like that. Life is too short.
1: (laughs) I'm not. I ain't doing that. Yeah. You know what? My cats never texted me to be like, good day, mate. Where's my food? <laughs> like, <laughs> Put another shrimp
2: on my plate. Like, what are we doing right plate. now? Let's do this. Yeah.
1: <sighs> oh. Anyway, back to this movie. Yes. So Shannon Sossman's not feeling it. She doesn't want to hear about his positivity seminars.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Although I'd probably buy one from Rufus Sewell. I'll be honest with you. Oh, just to look at his gorgeous eyes. Yeah. Uh,
1: meanwhile, down in the arena, uh, William is getting ready to joust, a.k.a. Ulrich von Lichtenstein. Oh, yeah. That's his name. And he tells Paul Bettany, like, that's the girl. That's, uh, yes. And Paul Bettany's like, You crazy. You gotta aim lower. And he's like, Why? I'm already <laughs> pretending to be a knight. Like, why not yeah. just aim for the moon? It's fine. Exactly. Um, but this is also where, because we cut back up into the stands, uh, Rufus Sewell tells Shannon Sossman the rules. And it really serves just to give us, the audience, the rules yeah. as well, mm-hmm. uh, where you get one point for breaking a lance f- on the torso. Two points for breaking a lance on someone's face, which like seems like you should get more points for that. Is all I'm saying. Uh, and mm-hmm. four. Well, he
2: even does say it's very difficult to do because if you hit someone in the face, it'll most likely like glance off, not off. break. Yeah. Um,
1: three. You if you remove a rider from their horse, you get three points, but also you win the horse. <laughs> and he does this like I've never been unhorsed, and she's like, nor have I. And I was like, what a weird way to talk about sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh wait, is that what they were talking about? I think that's what she's talking
2: about. I think that's what she's talking. Uh, I mean, that's fair, I guess, but like completely missed that. Like when I first saw that and again today, I was just like, I guess she hasn't been knocked off a horse. Cool. Good to know. (laughs) I thought she was just like... I'm so bored of this conversation. Please leave me alone. Like, that was the vibe I got from her.
1: I mean, it's definitely that as well. But yeah. that last comment is oddly sexual.
3: It, yeah, it's I think it's her way of being like, you won't fuck me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if that's what you're here for. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not
1: letting your Lance anywhere <laughs> exactly. near my armor. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So as they're talking william aka ulrich rides past and is like i still don't have your name and she's just like still not telling you ha 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 and then (laughs) that is dialogue from this movie i mean it may as well be (laughs) that
2: like it's that bad
1: yeah uh and then adamar uh rufus sewell is just like your armor is old you busted and so straight up roasting him yeah (laughs) yeah so he kind of just rides off uh but he has to Basically joust against Sir Thomas Colville. Yeah. And they both break two lances or, yeah, two rounds, one lance each. Yeah. And then they meet in the middle and Thomas Colville's like, hey, I'm hurt. I can't continue, but I want to preserve my honor. Would you allow me to do that? And so they draw basically instead so Ulrich doesn't take the win so that he can preserve his honor yeah which is seen as mercy he could have easily won but he chose not to yeah. essentially. or he
2: could have forced Um, I mean who eventually does become the prince right like that's the reveal yeah. with this guy like he could have forced him to actually like joust that last round because you have to go three right. three rounds so he right. does like the honorable merciful thing here and takes the draw
1: yeah anyway uh so in announcing, or I guess before they battle, this is the first time we see Paul Bettany announce him. And it's this like big long story craziness <laughs> of like he was in Greece to understand the silence of a whisper. Just like yeah. weirdness. And he fin and the crowd loves it. Uh, but he finishes and Watt is just like, what? <laughs> like What are you doing And he's like I'm winning their hearts
2: Yeah It's the best I love it It's crazy
1: But they do draw We cut to Later that night Where they're all sleeping Head to feet Which I think is really funny It's
3: very cute On like a pile of fur <laughs> Fur Yeah Yeah very cute
2: i loved it because it's, it's robert baratheon and heath ledger and then you just see alan tudyk's feet like it's, <laughs> but it's they react to yeah, the conversation yes, yes. <laughs> it's very funny yeah uh, and he's just
1: like oh my gosh she's so perfect i'm in love with her and i'm like you have you don't know her name you have not met her like what yeah. she is devoid of any sort of characteristics and also terrible. and also <laughs> terrible. And then we cut inside to her room where she's like, I kind of love him though, and her lady's mate is like, ooh, of course like, you do. Again, you've barely met. <laughs> like this is
2: weird. Yeah, but I get it. I mean, lifespans Heath- were short then. I know, exactly. he really gotta yeah. You really just got to act. Got to
1: get it in when you can, I feel you. And I
2: get it. Heath Ledger's super hot. Like He's super
0: hot. Yeah,
1: I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, we cut to the next day where he has to battle, not battle, joust uh Lord Adamar, or I think it's Sir Adam, who cares? Rufus Sewell. Yeah. And we know that he's basically undefeated. So she sends her lady's maid to give him a token to wear during the
2: joust. Yeah, it's like a scarf or something. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. got yeah.
1: it like in his helmet or whatever. So the joust starts, him versus Adamar. Adamar is terrifying, but he does manage to break a lance and stay on his horse. So he's yeah. like, okay, like this isn't I'm not losing. Um, but his armor is failing and he can't breathe. And Adamar actually has a shard of lance stuck in his side that he pulls out bloody, which is like, yikes. Yeah. Um, but they give him advice to like, OK, he aims too high. If you roll your shoulder, his lance might glance off of you and you might actually get a lance on him. Yeah. And so he does. So now Ulrich's ahead uh, and Adamar's pissed. So he knocks Ulrich's helmet off, which has to hurt like a bitch. Yeah. Um, But this is where we get a flashback to William and his dad when he was little watching the knights come in for the tournament. And this is the conversation of um,
2: a man can change his stars, basically. Which at this time you couldn't. Like, right, no. you were a serf the entire existence. Like, yes. But I love the father-son storyline here. Yes. <laughs> it's super sweet and very unrealistic.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Extremely.
2: Yeah.
1: William does manage to stay on his horse despite losing his helmet, um, but he also loses Jocelyn's token. It comes off with the helmet. Yeah. And now Adamar has beat him by one lance, uh, and he rides back past him and just says, see me again when you're worthy, and then hands the token back to Jocelyn. Yeah which was like it's a real like catty bitch move yeah yeah bring it it's already been brought like yeah it's uh and we do see that ulric does win for sword and he makes a lot of money and all of his like posse is like well let's just do sword the whole time because yeah. you can always win and then we'd have money and he's like no it's jousting or nothing fuck the sword and they're like oh damn well that's incredibly stupid but okay sure yeah Sure. So they pay off the um, bookies who are both named for people who are in Canterbury Tales.
2: I figured it had to be that because Mm -hmm. like he spends so much time with them and then they never come back. You're like, okay, this has to be a literary reference that I don't get because I'm dumb. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. I don't like how quickly you guys both agreed with the "I'm (laughs) Ah, dumb" mm -hmm. statement. You're like, "Oh yeah, that (laughs) checks out, Todd." The fact that you don't know Canterbury Tales—that checks out.
3: No, I'm sitting there going, "Like, yeah, me too. I don't know." (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
1: it's it's pretty fun. Like of of all the old people like tiny
2: texts canterbury tales is a fun one. i mean if you can get me paul bettany reading canterbury tales as chaucer i'll listen to it but i'm certainly not gonna read it with my eyes like a baby no (laughs) okay but what if he could only read it in middle
1: english i'm here for paul bettany hell yeah let's do this yeah uh anyway so he decides he's going to be tournament champion or nothing at all. Yes, yeah. now I think c- competition has gone to his head. So they pay off the bookies. They're going to go pay the armorer. And she offers to like, hey, I should actually make you new armor. Your armor wasn't built for you. So it's never going to fit right. You need your own armor. Yeah and they're like meh nah, we don't really have money for that she's like
2: it'll be free just take me to Paris." and they're like uh, no <laughs> they literally say no and then she breaks the head off the horse thing that she won because that was her yeah. payment or whatever i love that
1: and they then get like
2: waylaid by
1: jocelyn's handmaid who's yeah. just like what color are you wearing to the banquet so she can dress like you and he's just like i wasn't gonna go to that uh what color am i wearing and roland just describes the color of the tent behind her well not
2: even the color but also the wood toggles they use the to close toggles. It up. and yeah. that's legit what he's wearing later like they make makes, a yeah, tunic he- out of the tent i was like that's hilarious
1: it's great. <laughs> um, but also he reveals that he doesn't know how to dance so Paul Bettany's character tries to teach him and Watt how to dance and Watt doesn't lead he follows like a girl and he's just not good at it and that's when the blacksmith pops in to be like you guys are idiots I will help you yeah. learn
3: how to dance on this at this point I'm like I want to go to a dance like this I want to learn how yeah. to do these fun little like partnery Renaissance dances. dances. I want
1: to. I want to do that. I'm sure at the Ren Fair or they've got to the, have the, something. The Renaissance Pleasure Fair and Festival in Irwindale, California.
3: I'm yes. sure you can learn.
2: Is it called the Pleasure Festival? Is that what it's, it it's it's Renaissance, Renaissance and
3: Pleasure Fair. Fair with an e at the end yeah with right. an e Ren- okay. renaissance
1: pleasure fair and festival yeah okay a uh, lot a lot of weird sex shit going on yeah, after hours of There, of
2: course of course it is yeah Yep. i bet that smells terrible Ugh. i mean it smells like horses that's what i mean like horses yeah. smell terrible yeah, th- i mean that's exactly do, yeah. what it was yeah.
1: i remember the last time i went i'd love to go again it's a blast there was a guy dressed as like a street preacher but like an old timey street preacher outside and he was just like like behold you ladies with your short sleeves and he just like starts going off and he's like you shall be stoned and then he opens this case and he's like but seriously though i've got sativa
2: indica (laughs) I love it. So it he's like the best really she's... having fun. <laughs> yes. He was like street preaching, Like the, you would see it like outside Comic-Con where it's like, like these horrible slogans on yes. like, oh, that's amazing. But he, but he was but dressed also like an old timey one.
1: Yeah, he's in full like Renaissance preacher, street preacher regalia.
2: Oh man, very fun! It was amazing. I we love were like everything. We about don't that. need any, but yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's like the street preacher from Shakespeare and Love doing it exactly like oh. that. It's the same costume and everything. By the way, the street preacher from Shakespeare and Love has the best story arc in that entire movie, and I love it yes. for him. Yes, it is very great. Yeah. So he
1: gets to the banquet that night. Her hair is bonkers. Like,
2: every time we see her hair, it's a new level of weird. (laughs) It's like they had two hairdressers and they were both trying to, like, yes and each other behind, like, the camera. They were like, And then they they just started
1: throwing (laughs) scissors at each other and were just catching her hair in the middle.
2: Yeah, and then this is the scene where she has face paint on, too. It's there's no reason for that like what is happening
1: it looks like a Revo Styler and a Beach Waver got in a fight like it's <laughs> real bad <Some> crimping <laughs> going on in there yeah there's like crimping but then also just like tufts of like feathers and color and yeah. you're just like this wasn't even popular in 2001 I don't know <laughs> but they sit down to talk for a bit and he says you remind me of the bible and I just typed it into my notes thick and then he doesn't <laughs> that'd be good He's just like, oh, some story about I wish this night could last forever. And I'm like, eh, well, (laughs) sure, fine. They all gather around a dance and they ask him to show them a dance from Gelderland. And so he makes one up clearly yeah. and it starts off as kind of like fun courtly music just very kind of calm and then it transforms into david bowie's golden years right and this it's is my favorite part of the movie rad. yeah so good i love they it They
3: just they all just decided to just do like a mix between courtly dance and yep. modern dance, and it's it's so it's like to me this is the it, perfect encapsulation of like the tone of this movie is yeah. this Absolutely. Scene, and i love it
1: yeah so good Meanwhile, the blacksmith is making the new armor anyway. And this is where she carves the Nike swooshes into it. So funny. But when they look at the armor the next day, they all think that it's too small and too light. And she's like, no, I made it light on purpose so that you could like wear it and be more comfortable. And they test it with like a beam where they like... (laughs) pommel him into like a pile of bags or whatever and he doesn't feel a thing. It actually works.
2: But I mean it's because she invented steel or whatever. Like uh, she invented yeah. this like new metallurgical technique. So it's like a new thing. Really like, light' like heats but it super, differently. Yeah. yeah. She like invented methril or whatever. Like I don't know, something like mm-hmm. that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Adamantium, you know. <laughs> or vi- vibranium, <laughs> whatever. It's gotta be. It's gotta
2: yeah. be Holy shit, if this is a shared universe with the MCU, I would be so fucking happy. Like, at the end of this, like, Nick Fury comes in with an eye patch, like, we've got to take you to the future. I can see it. To <laughs> joust Red Skull. <laughs> it's like, we need you to joust aliens? I mean, it would be a terrible movie, but I would pay 20 bucks to go see it.
1: Thanos is currently destroying a Ren Fair. We need you stats. <laughs> that I would like to see. Yeah. He
2: snapped and all the turkey legs were gone. Oh, that bastard Just eating the last turkey <laughs> leg with the infinity gauntlet like
1: i mean that is one of the best parts of ren Faire, is just walking around eating a turkey leg like your henry the oh VIII. great so fun so good mm. that's like next week or something right
3: it ends next week i think
2: Ah. <sighs> I know. I can't get
3: my
1: ass at the rent fair.
2: You do.
3: Anyway, so
1: we cut to the next tournament, and all of the other knights are struggling to be lifted onto their horses by their men because of their armor. Yeah. And they all laugh at him in his armor, and then he just easily hops into his horse and they're like, uh oh, oh. Oops. <laughs> Show them. Yeah. I guess. But we cut to his first first joust and he unseats that guy with one lance but it's because they lied to him about him they're like he raised his taxes to pay for this tournament and as he rides off they're like oh, that's probably true <laughs> like, <laughs> i do
2: love that maybe but then he just wins the horse i wish they made more of like you win the dude's horse if you unseat them or whatever right yeah i would just sell it back to the dude or just sell it to anybody but Smart. like you see wash or what in this movie you see him riding one of the horses that he unseats someone off of because they just yes. have like a stable of horses at the end of this movie. Yep. But they don't do enough with that. Like I wanted it like a Fast and the Furious one like racing for pink slips type of thing. But like they <laughs> never do that.
1: Like a horse in space <laughs> or like jumping out <laughs> of the plane.
2: That, that would have been a Night's Tale 10 or whatever. <laughs> with like, Luna, you know. Chris
1: riding it. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just I'm Vin here for Diesel
2: it. with a space helmet on, horse with a space helmet on. Like Yeah. He's like you can't change
1: your stars but you can't change your family <laughs> family <laughs>
3: i'd pay to see it i would absolutely pay to see it yeah
2: 20 bucks absolutely. i would eat all the popcorn there let's do it yes
1: so we cut to the next joust which is actually adamar versus thomas colville which as you'll remember is the one that he had a draw with earlier on yeah um and adamar quickly withdraws because they found out that thomas colville is actually the prince yeah and ulrich instead is just like fuck it. I'm a ride anyway. Yeah. Even though they try to make him forfeit, he rides anyway. He knowingly, and, and they're like, you're going to endanger the
2: prince. And he's like, eh, he knowingly endangers himself. Yeah. He's the one that entered the tournament. I didn't make him do that. And
3: the prince like looks, when people keep withdrawing, looks disappointed. Like this yeah, guy's trying wants, to yeah, joust. He, he wants, wants to trowse. So everybody
2: yes. will joust with him. He went through all the trouble of like, you know, Making up a fake identity and showing up here like why not let's just like go yeah although I do understand like if you hurt the prince they would kill you so like there is a level (laughs) of danger there the stakes are pretty high yeah so
1: this is a thing uh did either of you watch the Tudors? yes Mm -mm. okay there there is an episode where I think it's Henry Cavill's character it's either him or one of the other guys Is jousting against the king and does hurt him and is like, God, I hope the king survives. Yeah. Because even though I was his best friend and he willingly jousted, if he dies, I'm fucking toast. Yeah. 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 And it's like a a whole episode of them like trying to see if the king is going to survive. And the other guy's just like pacing in the hallway. It's like,
3: like, I hope, I hope, I hope.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I can't run away. (laughs) Like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Very stressful. So it ends up being a draw. uh, But Thomas Colville is like, so you knew who I was and you wrote anyway. And he's just like, hey, you know what? I'm not a person who withdraws. That's just not me. So, yeah, I'll, I'll always ride against you. Good luck with the tournament or whatever. Yeah. So he goes on to win tournament champion, but he feels like it's kind of a hollow victory because he didn't defeat Adamar. He's not happy until he defeats Adamar. Yeah. And this is where, like, Jocelyn comes up and is like, so what are you wearing to the banquet? And he's just like, fuck you and your clothes. And you're like, where did this come from? Yeah, yeah like,
3: I, I was I was certain I missed a scene. Some I hadn't let, gone anywhere, but I felt as though I must have missed something massive. He calls her a stupid girl doesn't yes. he say something <laughs> like that yeah.
2: he's silly girl. Yes. a silly girl you're just a silly girl I was like the fuck and then she says yeah. like, I'd rather be a silly girl with a rose flower. than a... yeah silly girl with a flower than a silly boy with a
1: horse and a stick
2: yeah and this is when Alan Tudyk says it's called a lance duh or whatever but yeah. hello yeah. What he but it's dumb like he's just mad because Adamar wasn't there I mean he still won so he has a shit of money Yeah, but I mean, like... he
3: takes it out on her which is I know we don't love her character but it's just absolutely she doesn't deserve to have that taken out on her no
2: all she did was be there to support
1: him don't belittle her yeah yeah all she did was walk around with her weird ass spiky hair and like (laughs) you know give people scarves
3: she spent hours making somebody else do her hair for this
1: yes yeah hours and all of the grease in the kingdom (laughs) fetch me the grease (laughs) bring the grease uh so we cut to basically a montage of more tournaments and adamar is not there because he's actually at war and so we see him get all of the tournament Like um, results, seeing that Ulrich has won pretty much every single tournament. He has. He's won four in a row. Super mad about it. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point we cut back to Ulrich who's trying to write a letter to Jocelyn to apologize and this is where they kind of like go around and all contribute to the letter which is kind of sweet Yeah. Mm -hmm. and it's intercut with her reading the letter Um, and her hair is like full blown cheetah girls on the Disney Channel (laughs) levels of weird poofy pigtails like i i don't know who they hired but i know that person used to work on disney channel Mm -hmm. like that was her job before this yeah undoubtedly um but so she reads the letter. We cut to Paris where his next tournament is. And Watt meets up with them. And he's like, well, did she give me anything? And, like, did she read it? Did she give me anything in return? And Watt kisses him. And he's like, oh, my God, but it's from her. <laughs> Even though it was it's Watt kissing cute. him. It's very cute. I love very it so cute. much.
3: Especially in 2001, we absolutely could have made a homophobic joke. And yeah. Oh, yeah. We, no, they, we didn't. No, they don't. And
2: they don't. He's just happy about
3: it. Yeah. It's yeah. very cute.
2: I mean, you can see there is some apprehension from especially Alan Tudyk's character because he knows he has. To do it, but like after it happens, like no one's like, ah, you're gay or whatever. Everyone's just like, (laughs) oh my God, she kissed you. She (laughs) (laughs) kissed you. Oh my god.
1: I love it. So they also reveal that Adamar is not at this tournament. Right. And he's disappointed. But we cut to a tavern later where Ulrich's posse is kind of just seated around a table and they're kind of trading barbs with a table of Frenchmen who are just like, an Englishman will not win the tournament and they're just like,
2: fuck you. (laughs) Well, they're saying that because they're betting against them. They're betting that Ulrich won't win this tournament and they're like, you know, our crew King Baratheon, Alan Tudyk and Bettany are like, well, Mm -hmm. we should bet all of this because if we win, then I can open my own tavern. I can write full time. Like everyone has, uh, Kate can have a four like everyone has their own thing that they're doing it for. Right. Uh, and mm-hmm. the French guys are like egging them on to like start the bet or actually enter into the Place bet I guess. The bet. Yeah. yeah.
1: And they do. But then we cut to Ulrich meeting up with Jocelyn in the church. And she's like, if you love me, you'll lose. And I'm like, this is idiotic. This is insane. <laughs> like, yeah.
3: Yeah. This is where I'm thinking, oh, they want us to dislike her. Right. Yeah. But then it seems like, just kidding, they don't. They don't. But this is a yeah, this is a very interesting choice. Yeah, it feels
1: she feels like the girl. Like I don't know if you ever had someone who has a girlfriend that starts fights with other people at bars and then expects other people to finish them. Yes, I have. That's... It's terrible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibe I'm getting from her. I have a cracked tooth because of it. I'm <gasps> I'm joking. Dang. Yeah.
3: Oh, she's yeah. Her reasoning is like you would. Uh, you have to put me before your own ego.
2: Right, she's like, okay, I I see what you're doing here, but but no. like you both have <laughs> significant others, would you like want to put their life at risk to have them prove to you that like they love you?
3: No, yeah, that's the other part. Is it's it's not just like a game. It's like yeah. he could could and will get very hurt
1: yeah i mean (laughs) i will say recently i asked my husband if the government comes to take me away will you at least try to fight them off with the machete and he's like uh i think they're gonna have guns yeah but i mean i wouldn't want to unnecessarily endanger a person i love let's put it that way like you know if the zombies come i really hope i'm standing behind him but (laughs) honestly me too (laughs) right yeah Uh, if there were no zombies different story (laughs) yeah
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: yeah anyway so but this obviously causes a problem for the bet uh, so we start the tournament and he's losing and getting badly hurt like really badly hurt I mean he
2: literally is just standing there taking Lance against Lance against Lance to his chest like over and over yeah. and over yeah
3: and she is like oh my god he really (laughs) loves me she's loving it she's absolutely loving it not only
2: is she like saying that with her eyes she's like hugging onto the pole that she's standing next to yeah Yeah,
3: it's the best thing that has ever
2: happened to her
1: as if the people around her wouldn't be like what the
2: fuck is wrong with her why is Jocelyn fucking that pole
1: like (laughs) she's just up against it like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) weird It's great. Uh, but then she sends her handmaiden to be like just kidding she wants you to win now and it's like and it's as they're relocating his shoulder essentially
2: it looks so painful too they're like trying to pop it back in place yeah
1: yeah anyway so he does win they collect the money from the french and tell them to come see them in london at the world championships uh that night jocelyn sneaks into his tent and it's implied that they get down even though he is in a ton of pain and it's all her fault well
2: yeah I mean, that's probably why it happens. She feels bad. Yeah. But I mean, also, he did what she asked him to do, I guess. Like, I don't know. I guess. I guess. Yeah, the movie
3: definitely treats this like it's a, a romantic moment for them. Yeah. And right. I'm still thinking this is a toxic dynamic.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it she's going to put an eye out with her hair.
2: Also, that <laughs> is wild. I do love what Paul Bettany says as he sees her sneaking into his tent, though. Like, bed her well or bed him well, my lady. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that Chaucer.
1: But in this little tent conversation is where he asks her basically like, you know, she or she says, my my handmaiden says, sometimes they call you William. Is that true? And he says, yes. Does that matter to you? Basically being like, I'm not who I say I am. Does that matter to you? And she's like, it doesn't matter as long as it's still you.
2: I got the impression that she thought like one of his other names was William and they just yeah, call him maybe. William because this is at a time when like nobility would have like 15 fucking names. So, yeah. Yeah. Leave some names for the rest of them. Yeah, us. you bastards. Yeah. Hogging all the names. But I mean, I have a, I have a friend who has like seven names because Why? he is like distantly related to some royalty. Like not even, I think it's French royalty. So that doesn't even, doesn't even exist anymore. But like the names that I know of his are like Herschel, Gaston, Gregory. Like he's got four first names wow. and then a last name. And we all just called him Bo. <laughs> Which was not, it was not one of his eight names or whatever, but he's a great guy. Like, I love him to death, but Mm. it's weird. Mm, That is weird. Yeah. I don't even want my middle name.
3: I mean. You don't really need it. No. My middle
1: name is my fake last name, so. Mm. Well, yeah,
2: I guess that, I understand that. That sort of makes sense, but.
1: Yeah. Anyway, we cut to them crossing the English Channel
2: on like a chain boat Which, I don't, okay, it it cannot be, that that cannot be It cannot be them crossing the English Channel Because that would be like, that's like 90 miles There's no way that fucking dude is carrying them 90 miles across the English Channel He's not carrying them, he's just pulling That's what I'm not gonna care, there's no way It's probably that, it's probably the Thames It's probably the river in between London and like the countryside of London
1: um, okay, the 20-mile chain. They showed transportation across the English Channel in a chain ferry. This by itself is a historical inaccuracy. During the time, they okay, would not good. be able to create a 20-mile chain that crosses the English Channel. But even if they could fund and create it the cold weather and turbulence of the channel would cause potential dangers to other passengers a chain ferry would take 16 to 18 hours if they could yeah wow Um, but this is depicted as being their entrance into England now there were chain ferries for smaller bodies
2: of water absolutely that's why I thought it was the Thames I thought they they had already gotten to England well the Thames is already but they were I know but then the city they go into after this is London so like yeah that's why I was like it's the Thames that's all it is yeah yeah
1: I mean, that that would make sense. In the movie, it's supposed to be the channel, but the Thames makes sense. It
2: definitely is played like like this is the first time they've been back in their homeland of England for, you know, two, five, seven, and then 12 years for all of them, right, respectively. So, like, it Mm -hmm. is played like it's that dude walked them across the English Channel.
1: Yeah, and we do cut to a flashback from William of his dad essentially taking him the other direction. Yeah to become one of Sir Ector's apprentices and then leaving him behind as like a seven-year-old yeah. to then start working as an apprentice. And that's the last time he saw his father.
2: Yeah, it's super sad. But I also like that they show, because this is the first time we really meet the knight from the very, very beginning, the guy who dies.
1: Yeah, and he's not a bad guy. No, he seems like he's a a super nice
2: guy. Like, he sort of like, show me your teeth, show me your big, strong arms. And he's like, he's not much now, but he's got some spirit. I'm happy to take him on. Let's do this. Say goodbye to your dad. I just like that they could have made him mean or whatever, but they decided to make him a sweet, nice guy. And I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, that guy sort of extensively becomes his dad. Like, he is the father figure in his life for the majority of his life at this point. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they ride back into town and there's this whole processional for the, the tournament. And he sees little boys watching their entrance the same way he did as a child. One even cuts to seeing
2: him, like the child version of him, standing Mm -hmm. on the stocks, which we actually see Mm -hmm. him in in like a few minutes. But like, he sees himself there. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's a nice little nod to like, you know, him acknowledging the kid who he once was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also a bunch of ladies Mm -hmm. screaming for him. Uh, And Adamar is here. So... He's finally going to get to face off. And Adamar now knows about Jocelyn, that he has like a thing with Jocelyn. Oh, yeah. Um, but he tells Ulrich, he's like, well, I'm going to marry her. So fuck you. I've basically. already entered
2: into negotiations with her father. Mm hmm. Yeah. So
1: we cut to William rides through Cheapside and finds a little girl, asks her about kind of where his father might live. He still lives in the same place, but he is now blind. Yeah. So he goes and has kind of like dinner with his father and tells him about his whole life. And their reunion is so like, I was just sobbing like a crazy person. I
2: I cry more during this scene than I do at the end of the movie. Like I am sobbing. Like the moment the dad realizes that that the person at the door knows his son, not that the person at the door is his son. I start crying at that point. And then like, I'm just full on like blubbering when he like they embrace. I'm like, ah, fuck. It's so sad. The only part that makes me cry more
1: than that is at the very, towards the very, very end when they announce him with his actual name. Yeah. That's what got uh, me. Yeah, I cried yeah. Yeah. And he's too. like, your dad heard that. And you're just like, oh, God, <laughs> he waited so long and he changed the stars. Anyway, so he goes outside to try and fix his father's roof. And that's where Adamar basically sent someone to follow him and yeah. spots him.
2: Well, because his dad, before he went blind, was a roofer, more or less. Like, that's what a Thatcher yeah, is. Thatcher. So, mm-hmm. like, and they even sort of make a comment about that. He's like, a Thatcher with a leaky roof is, like, a bad look, Dad. He's like, well, I'm right. blind. And he's like, okay, well, I'll fix it for you. Right.
1: Yeah. So... Adamar sees it. So now he knows. And we cut to the next day. He's getting, uh, Ulrich's getting ready for the tournament. And he's telling them that he's like, I saw my dad. He's alive. It's a whole thing. But Jocelyn and Chaucer come over and they're like, hey, they know that you're not a knight. They're going to arrest you. um, So you can run now. Or you can go out there and they're going to put you in prison and then put you in the stocks. Like you are going to be arrested and everyone tells him to run. And this is where Jocelyn has her whole like, let's be poor because the poor can marry for love. And it's like, you don't get it.
2: I mean, I believe that her character would say that and then immediately regret it when she realized what poor was. Right. right.
1: Exactly. So he refuses. He's not going to run. And he walks into the arena, head held high, and he ends up briefly in prison where Adamar gets to basically just kick the shit out of him for a little bit. It's not good.
2: I hate this so much because he is on... A pillory. Well, the pillory is what they put him in later, right? Those are the stocks. Okay. So like that that wood plank that his arms are around... Like, he can move his, like, torso with that wood. I would have beaten the fuck out of Rufus Seawall with the wood that my arms were tied to. It drove me insane that he just stood there and took the beat, like, stood there and took that beating.
3: Also, I wonder, is it, I mean, I'm sure... Couldn't you like lift that bar over your head and then maneuver with that? Yes. Maybe your shoulders aren't flexible enough necessarily, but I kept being like. Well, maybe Heath Ledgers aren't. I was like, couldn't you just move that
2: bar forward and then. Or, or, I mean, even if you couldn't move it over your head and use it that way, you could turn quickly and hit him in the fucking face. And that's what I would have done over and over and over until he was dead.
1: So I just looked it up to make sure that I wasn't wrong about stocks and pillory. Yeah. So apparently they're kind of almost interchangeable. The stocks are... Are the uh framework with holes for securing the ankles and or wrists. The pillory is a framework on a post with holes for the head and hands. Okay. So even though they say that he's in the stocks later, he is technically in the pillory. In the pillory,
2: yeah. Okay. Fair enough. You're welcome. But that's where we see him next. Like after that, yeah. I call this the gladiator scene, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's like your Mm -hmm. hero and your villain in prison together talking, and then the hero gets beat up or whatever. After that scene, you see him in the pillory. Like it goes right Right. from that to that. Yeah.
1: And all of his friends are trying to defend him. but nobody I mean, like people are just throwing food and then they won't listen to Chaucer. And it is kind of frustratingly enough. It's the common people. And it's almost like he was one of you. Yeah. Like You should. Why? Uh, but out of the crowd, the prince emerges and is just like, I know you're a good dude because you've been good to me and your people love you. Yeah. So I'm going to knight you anyway. Now you're Sir William and no one can say shit because I'm the prince and I said so. I love
2: it. He's like my personal historians looked into it and they yeah. are unimpeachable or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, I guess you're the prince. So you could just make up shit back at that <laughs> point. And it was cool. So awesome. Yeah. Whenever you want to. This is also the first time I saw that actor in anything. And I, I have seen him in so oh, much. James he Purfoy. is so good in everything. In Rome. HBO's oh, Rome. Dude. He's the best Mark Antony I've ever seen on screen. He's so I love fucking good. He's so great. Yeah.
3: Oh, I also love his like long fur
2: trimmed leather coat yes. that he's wearing. Honestly, I wish I had it. It's cool, man. I have it's a thing really for cool. like it's eccentric cool. leather jackets. Nice. Yeah, he does. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, they let him back into the tournament. Adamar's obviously not happy about it. And so we see that he has tipped his lance so that he has like a fake, like, fist on it because all of his head's fists. And below it is just like sharpened to a point and there's a metal tip on it. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's yeah, real fucked ooh, up. Ooh, it's scary. So they joust for the first round and he gets Heath Ledger in the shoulder, basically burying the tip of that lance in his shoulder. Yeah. And he's immediately like Heath Ledger feels it immediately. He can barely hold the lance. Like he's not doing good.
3: Yeah. It feels like it's like right in those tendons where like, yeah, like oof, yeah. oof, oof, it would be bad.
2: Yeah. Yep. And he ends up with another lance. Rufus Seawall's character ends up with another yes. lance. Because they go for the second time and he right. Ledger can't even lift his uh, lance, lance up. So, like, he yeah. sort of gets a free hit on him.
1: Yeah. And he can't breathe in his armor. So now they're having to take his armor off. Yeah. And they're strapping the lance to his arm. And to buy them time, Paul Bettany's like, I have to give an introduction. I didn't get a chance to
2: i love that he's literally standing on like the wood plank that's right in front of like the prince and his his wife mm-hmm. the princess i'd imagine and he's just like walking in he front stands of stands on
3: their little armrests of yeah, their does. chairs and <laughs> the very end, he
2: like walks over to them and the prince is just like looking up at him like this is great i love everything yeah. about this i am in no way taking this as like a slight against my honor like that he really <laughs> would have like they would have killed that person if they had done oh, that in yeah, real yeah, life yeah. but i love that the prince is like this is Fucking dope. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Oh hey man, it's you. He's like a oh leg Or Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but this is where he announces him as Sir William Thatcher. Yeah. And they're like, Your father heard that. And I'm just like, no. Oh, he heard it. Uh and so Heath Ledger's character jousts without armor, and his only option to win is to unseat Rufus Sewell's character. Or kill
2: him, they say.
1: Or kill him. Yeah and so he charges at him and yells his own name
2: cuz he finally gets to use it i sort of think that that's a little funny but i would be thrown off i think off so too if i was oh, rufus yeah. seawall's character and i was like why is he yelling his own name it would name? be yeah, it, like, it would <laughs> be uh, it
3: would be unnerving <laughs> because he also he says it
2: for so long oh
3: yeah yeah it goes on for such a long it's time like that I do think seconds. I would be like, what?
2: Yeah. It's Braveheart levels of crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But like at, at least in Braveheart, he's yelling freedom or probably something anti-Semitic off character because it's Mel Gibson <laughs> and he's terrible. But like in yes. this movie, I, I do think Rufus Seawall is like, is he saying his own? Was his actual name, William? Like I thought it was Ulrich. And then as he's like having that moment in his head, he gets destroyed because he's not paying attention to what's actually happening.
1: Yeah. And he does unhorse him. He falls flat on his back yeah. as... Ulrich predicted earlier. And everyone kind of pops their head in and they do the you've been weighed, you've been measured, and you've been found wanting. Yeah. But that scene like never really happens. It's like. Yeah. It's like a dream. Like
2: Yeah. Imagines it. Yeah. It's like a dream sequence because it that happens as he's falling off the horse and then from that it cuts back to him completing the fall onto the ground. Yeah.
1: Right. And then we cut to essentially William celebrating because he won and kissing Jocelyn. Right.
0: And
1: And that's that's the movie, the movie. Yeah. right yeah yes so having
2: seen the movie having talked about the movie what do you guys think about a knight's tale
1: it holds up i would say it really does yeah i'd say it's funnier as a grown-up to be honest
2: <laughs> oh i will say when i watched this the first time i was much younger obviously like i did not pick up on a lot of the more adult-ish humor and i sort of enjoyed that although i still cried at the points that i cried at today but i probably cried at them more today than i did in 2001
3: i bet yeah yeah Yep. Yeah I mean I love When a movie has people Just being good to each other And it doesn't feel The need to insert Like un- there was no Conflict between the friends Yeah, mm-hmm. There was no Like nobody was bitter Or mean to each other Like it just I, it, I feel like it's like the harder choice to make that work where people just like each other and they're trying to help everybody out. Right. And I, I just love to see that in any context and so I found that those are like the best moments of the movie to me. I know it's technically yeah. a rom-com but for me all of the like friendship stuff and the them trying to help Will out. I was like this is so much fun.
2: Yeah. Love this. I mean there really isn't much conflict outside of the straight of just class warfare that we're seeing on the screen right. It yeah. is very much like this peasant versus nobility type thing and I, I mean... <laughs> (laughs) It's, I'm a sucker for that kind of movie just because fucking hate capitalism so much, (laughs) but I do sort of love this movie probably because of that. I mean, it really isn't even much drama between the two quote unquote love interests. Like they have that one scene that where they're forced to fight for no reason, but there's no real ramifications of that other than the letter that he sends her later on. Like, and it's sort of just cool after that. So it's fine. Yeah. So, Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do. Well, hit us with
1: your fun facts. Just, just sing, fun, fun facts. facts. Um, I will say that if you want more fun facts about this movie, there is like a behind the scenes documentary that was originally included really? on the DVD that I'd seen a couple times. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Okay. Super fun. I think you can still find it on YouTube. There's a whole lot of extra fun facts. We don't have time to get through all of them. <laughs> I just pulled some fun, interesting ones. Awesome. So... The director once said in an interview about this movie that he used modern music in the movie to show modern audiences what people back then felt about their own music. Because when Renaissance music is played, we don't have the same kind of feeling about it. And it doesn't convey the emotional response that people back then had. Yeah, that's fair. So he picked music that would inspire an emotional response from a modern audience watching the movie in the same way that he thought audiences would react to the jousting.
3: That's
2: cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love all the music they use in this. So I was here for it either way. It sort of felt like, um, the opposite of Boz Is it Lerman? Boz Lerman's Romeo and Juliet, where like yeah. the script was very like, the actual like dialogue that was used in Shakespeare's time or whatever, but it was all like modernized. They had cars and guns and stuff like that. It's like the opposite mm-hmm. of that, which I like. Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet too. We should do that shit. I love Baz Luhrmann's Romeo Same. and Juliet. It's a great one. The, the guy who plays yeah. Mercutio in that version is awesome I
3: thought you were going to say the guy who plays Romeo I was going to be like um Leonardo DiCaprio Leonardo DiCaprio was great (laughs) Um, too iconically Leonardo DiCaprio but I just love
2: Mercutio I love Mercutio he's so great Uh,
1: our (laughs) national treasure Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, anyway so there is a historical period of about a year in jeffrey chaucer's life because historians have studied chaucer extensively um but there's about a year where they have no records of anything that he did or what happened to him what so this movie is in theory set within that year
3: oh that's very fun i, love I that.
1: really like
0: that i love I like it. it a lot
1: Now, when they were making the lances, they actually had to find a way to make them splinter convincingly without hurting their stunt riders. And so the lances were actually hollowed out and scored so they would break easily. And the tips are just made of balsa wood. So, like, very, very, like... Breakable light wood yeah. But in the center of the lances They would fill it with balsa chips And pasta to make (gasps) it look Like splinters when it splinters
2: Yes uncooked pasta That's awesome I do love the takes of like Especially when he's losing Quote unquote and it just shows like His team Yeah, and they're just Like they had to have like just Staff people throwing buckets Full of like sawdust and shit on them I love those shots they're so funny To me it's
1: fun now On top of trying to make the lances look realistic, they also had trouble with some of the sound because a lot of the kind of scenery was kind of muddy, uh, didn't have roads, and there's a lot of people bustling around so it's hard to hear things, but... For Foley, they always want to make sure that you can hear horses. It's like a thing where if you can't hear a horse, but it's walking, people get kind of weird out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so almost all the horse sounds in this movie are made using coconuts. Are they really? Yeah. That's awesome. Incredible. Because a lot of time the horses are in are in mud. So it's kind of.
3: Right. So they... But you want that solid like. You drum, want.
1: Drum, yeah. Drum. So they, yeah. they dubbed over it with coconuts.
2: That's amazing. Incredible.
1: Paul Bettany yelled so much on set, he developed laryngitis. (laughs) That does not surprise me. Like, he has a very difficult part to yell all of his lines. All of his lines. Yeah. Um, The uh, initial shot in the very beginning um, in between the two title cards is actually footage of an accident involving Heath Ledger's stunt double. Um, Really? The Lance glanced off target and unseated a a stunt double from a horse. And he fell to the ground unconscious, but was okay. Afterward. Ooh,
3: scary. Technically,
1: the only injury, the only jousting injury that happened in this movie was when Heath Ledger accidentally knocked out one of the director's front teeth what? with a broomstick as they were practicing a jousting move. Oh, God. And it took months before the director's mouth had healed enough to repair the damage. And so that's technically the only jousting injury during filming. Wow. Um, I don't know if you know, but like your front teeth as an adult. Like, knocking out your front teeth is no joke. I found this out from the last Jackass movie, um, Aaron (gasps) McGee...
2: We do very scientific research here, Emily. I don't know if you know much about oh, our podcast. I love this. Now this yeah, is perfect. Yeah. Uh,
1: there was a stunt in Jackass 3 where they tied a string to his front tooth and then a string to a Ferrari and had the Ferrari drive. Oh, Jesus Christ. Christ. This is why I and don't it, watch
2: those movies. I can't do it. Like, it pulled his tooth out.
1: And course. so you're watching it and you're just like, oh, but what you didn't see in the movie, and you, we found out later when this last movie came out because we talked about it in interviews, it cracked his skull. <gasps> And so he had to have like serious, like a bunch of serious rehab and stuff to repair his skull and then get a fake tooth. So, like, your front tooth, no joke.
3: Protect your teeth, I guess. Oh my god yeah i weirdly have a lot uh, I like teeth stuff really freaks me out i used to when i was a kid anytime i lost a baby tooth i would cry because i would always think i'd lost that tooth already and that it was an adult tooth oh it's like which Jeff really demonstrates like my anxiety level as a child but, <laughs> do you um, do you have dreams
1: about losing your
3: teeth uh, honestly i don't it's like not really? a thing that is really like crept into my like in real life it's a thing that i'm very freaked out mm-hmm. by um but wow, that does nothing to help me out with it. That that's very, that is really fucking scary. Don't lose your front teeth. Holy yeah. shit. Wow. Yeah. So Gelderland
1: is actually a real province in the Netherlands. Yeah. And so when this movie showed in the Netherlands, people laughed every time they said Ulrich's name and didn't understand why other audiences, other places didn't think it was hilarious. So apparently for them added jokes, huh. Heath, yeah, Heath Ledger, um, At the time, he had done 10 Things I Hate About You about two years before, yeah, but hadn't done much else except for The Patriot, which was still kind of in production when they were casting this movie. Uh, Because Patriot's 2000, this is 2001. Yeah, it is. And so uh, he gets cast based on the director of The Patriot sending dailies. From the Patriot okay. to the director of this movie.
3: Man, 10 Things I Hate About You wasn't enough? I mean, Jesus. It wasn't enough. What a star-making performance. I know. Yeah. Uh, oh, him in that movie. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. I unapologetically love, love, love that movie. Oh, me too. That I love that movie. was also one that
1: when we watched it on this, it held up more than we thought it yep. would, too. I remember
2: we talked about that. Yeah.
3: I believe that. Yeah. I really
1: believe it. Yep. Uh, so the mm. first introduction that Chaucer does, where he addresses everyone uh, and everyone else here not sitting on a cushion, so basically all the poor people, Yeah, um, it's actually a reference to a Beatles performance in 1963 now 1963 is before they come to America so they're not the famous Beatles that we know this is early Beatles right. um, and John Lennon introduced their last song by saying this is for the people in the cheaper seats clap your hands and for the rest of you just jingle your jewelry or just rattle your jewelry is what he says. <laughs> it's pretty fun most of the knights and named knights in this movie are real, but they're for a bu- from a bunch of different times. Okay. So, like, uh, Ulrich von Lichtenstein is a knight and author who's said to have invented the concept of chivalry and courtly love based on some of his oh, writings okay. cool yeah and he allegedly boasted that he would give a golden ring to any knight who could break a lance on his armor and gave away 271 golden <laughs> rings <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but still remained
1: undefeated okay uh, cool yeah good yeah for him. Uh, and but all of the other like roger mortimer sir thomas colville they are all like noblemen from give or take a century on either side of when this movie is supposed to be taking place. The expression sixes and sevens. So when they invite Chaucer back to play sixes and sevens, it's actually a reference to uh, Chaucer's book, Trollius and Cressida, in 1374. Um, But uh, sixes and sevens basically means to carelessly risk one's entire fortune um it's derived from a game of dice but he is the originator in originator in print of that phrase hmm. um now the crunching sound heard whenever a lance shatters in the film is actually the sound of a howitzer being fired really <laughs> And an or- yes okay. um And in order to produce this, like, crunching impact, they slowed the the sound down by half. So it's basically a howitzer being fired and then slowed down by half, and that's the sound of a lance hitting armor. And those are your fun facts.
2: Well, thank you for those fun facts. Let's talk ah. some box office. So what do you think the production budget for A Knight's Tale was in 2001?
1: I know that they filmed almost all of this in Prague, and I want to say parts in Romania as well, um, for budgetary concerns. Sure. So I'm going to say that this is
2: around $6 million. Okay. Emily, do you want to take a guess?
3: I was going to say like
2: 15000000 million. Okay. You'd be closer. It was actually $41 million. Holy shit. This is an expensive <laughs> movie. And this was also 21 years ago. So if you adjust yeah, that for expensive. inflation, that it's is expensive. almost $67 million if it was today dollars, right? Worth uh, it. Of, of, yeah, agree. But it was, you know, 21 years ago. So it was $41 million at the time. Uh, it came out on May 11th. And it was... Number two in the box office. It was beat by, I think, one of the dreamiest movies ever, The Mummy Returns. Uh, and then, of course, <laughs> number two was A Knight's Tale. Number three was Bridget Jones' Diary. Number four was Along Came a Spider. And number five was Driven. But what do you think A Knight's Tale made in its opening weekend?
1: Oh. Opening weekend? I'm going to say it because I feel like this was a sleeper hit. So I'm going to say
2: 18. Okay. Do you want to venture a guess, Emily? Of
3: course. Um, <laughs> let's say opening weekend, this made, I'm going to stick to $15 million. <laughs>
2: Actually, very, very close. It was $16.5 million in its opening weekend. So it, it did really well. Obviously not very close to The budget, but it did very well. It was also in the theaters for 12 weeks total, so 11 more weeks. But what do you think it ended up making domestically at the box office in its 12 week run?
1: How much did it make in the first weekend again? It made
2: 16 million dollars. Okay. Yeah, 16.5.
1: So I'm gonna say domestically 12-week week run, it makes basically its budgets back. I, I'm
2: going to say it makes 45. Okay, what yeah, do you think, about? I think?
3: I think it's going to make around 40, 40 mil.
2: Okay, so it actually made $56 million hey! in domestically. Yay! And then it made $44 million internationally for a total of $100.6 million. Nice. And if you adjust that for inflation, that's roughly $164.3 million today. But just barely a $100 million movie in 2001 when this came out. I Nice. And that's your box mm-hmm. office. So do you guys still think they're together? No, I think he died from his injuries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He dies mm-hmm. a month after this movie from, I don't know, infection.
1: And she goes yeah. on to marry Adamar anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. I think she doesn't have much of a say in who she's going to marry sort of regardless.
2: Yeah, because technically yeah. at this time, and I'm not saying this is right, but she is her father's property. Absolutely.
3: Right? Yeah, he's it's not going even to, though, even though William was knighted, he doesn't have
2: money or income or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So,
3: yeah. So yeah, I'm going to still think this is a, a ill-fated romance. Um,
2: Man. Also, she's terrible. He's better off being dead, I think. Oh, yep. boy. Dead from his injuries than marrying a peacock horrible woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's debatable.
3: So, I mean, might not rather be I, dead. I would
2: definitely rather marry <laughs> Shannon saucerman or whatever her name is than then be die. dead. But yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it is what it is. But,
3: you know, he's better off with his good, good friends. Yes. Those are yes, solid absolutely. friendships. I yeah. love to see
2: it. Yes. So, Paige, do you want to do Mikey's movie or do you want to do your own pick? Next well, week.
1: see, here's the thing. So Mikey texted me a movie pick, but he's also not here, so chaos reigns. Yay! Right. Here we go.
2: So, Paige, this week I made you watch a night's tale. What are you gonna make me watch next week?
1: I think because Mikey went on vacation, is it time for Seven Brides for Seven Brothers? Fuck
2: yes, I love that movie so <laughs> much. And it's terrible. Like if you think this movie's bad to women, there's a song called Bless Her Beautiful Hide, comparing a woman to a cow. And I love yep. that movie so wow. much. It's my favorite yeah. Rust Hamblin performance.
1: I bought the soundtrack not too long ago And you know what?
2: Beautiful <laughs> This lit- literally is the movie That made me fall in love with Russ Tamblin. Like I love him so much Like before West Side Story when he was Gideon That's when I fell in love with Russ Hamblin.
1: And we're gonna get away with it because I told Mikey to pick a movie and told him that it would actually air a week after it would so that he doesn't quite catch on because I knew he wouldn't check the calendar. Well, that's, so.
2: that's Mikey for you. It's available on HBO Max. So it is available hey! to rent hey! and to stream. Super streamable. Heck, I love yes. this movie so much. It's terrible. Emily, have you seen Seven Brides for Seven Brothers? I haven't. Well, if you like musicals, it's honestly great. But it's also, like, it's a very 1950s movie, so, like, be prepared for, like, very terrible sexism.
1: Horrible sexism, but it's also uh, part of the production uh, of an era called the Freed Unit, where there was, like, one specific unit in Hollywood that was responsible for most of the musicals, and it's almost entirely... Employed by gay men. So it's yeah. like a weird straight musical. Uh huh. Like but you know that. Yeah. Well.
2: Yes. <laughs> There's also <laughs> yeah, that scene that. where it's just like they were bored on set. So it was like all the characters, like the actors, were just like trying to one up each other with props. And they were like, let's just film this. And they incorporated yeah. it into a dance number. So the dance number is oh, like 12 minutes great. long. But like it's actually yes. like just. Nine minutes of them Like doing these insane Like acrobatic tricks And then they go Into the the dance It's wild It's It's so great It's pretty great great. Yes That's awesome Anyway So your homework For next week Is to get so wine drunk That you don't recognize How sexist this movie is And then (laughs) watch Seven Brides for (laughs) Seven (laughs) (laughs) Brothers Possible. I cannot wait to hear Mikey's reaction to us doing. He's going to be moment. pissed, but
1: this is payback for Blood Diner, and I don't feel sorry.
2: <laughs> Blood Diner was great. All hail Shitar. <laughs> but Emily, thank you so much for being a guest on Romance in the Pod. We appreciate you jumping on literally last minute, and so sorry to like have to bug you like literally eighteen hours before we recorded to no. watch this movie.
3: Thank you for having me. Thank you for getting me to watch this movie. Yeah. I'm truly thrilled
2: i'm so shocked you hadn't seen it and your boyfriend too? No. It. to be completely so I, honest i'm very glad do you mind if i ask what your boyfriend thought of the movie yeah he loved it, Love it. yeah i'm so happy yes awesome. we had a
3: great time we had a great time Excellent. i'm gonna listen to the soundtrack right after we wrap this up <laughs>
2: yeah i'm gonna listen to an unauthorized bridgerton musical but you can do whatever adding you that to want. the queue yeah. adding that to the queue <laughs> yeah So yeah. Emily, Good old barlow and bear so Emily if people want to hear more from you where can they do that
3: Um, they can check out too Scary Didn't Watch yeah. podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, um, And where we do a very similar thing. We recap horror movies, yeah. um, very, very similar to your other podcast, The Horror Virgin. Um, I am typically too scared to watch scary movies. And so, and so is my friend Henley. Our dear friend Sammy tells us um, what happens in all the scary movies that we're curious to hear about. And sometimes we have some fun guests come on. And Yeah,
2: I was a guest on the Night you of the Creeps episode that it was, honestly, I think, it turned out great.
3: It turned out great. <laughs> Night
2: of the Creeps is such a fun movie. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. so
3: fun. Yeah, it's it's you know, I think I've learned from doing it is exposure therapy truly works. Um I'm so I mean I still am, I don't have a great time watching scary movies, but Same. I can hear about scary movies now and I'm sort of like, okay, like I can put my brain in that mode of just like this is going to be upsetting and you're just going to take it in and here we go. Yeah. Um, but Night of the Creeps was was not upsetting. It, it was, was actually fun. really quite fun. Yeah. We forced
1: Todd to actually watch stuff. And so now it's like getting harder and yeah. harder that, yeah, to that's
3: t- That's it's tough. I, you know, it's hard. It's still, even though I've heard about movies for almost three years now, it's still watching them as its own experience. Yeah. I sort of hate it. I sort of hate it too. Every time I have to do it for the podcast, I like, I, I really... It's sort of like exercising to me where it's like I like to have done it. I yes. don't like to
2: do it Yeah, you like to have checked it off the list, but you don't want to actually do it
3: I'm always very proud of myself like well, I watched that but yeah. I didn't enjoy doing yeah. it. Yeah,
2: Yeah, same I feel exactly the same
3: opposite of watching A Night's Tale, which I very much enjoyed.
2: Right. There you
3: go. (laughs) That's why we have this show, so we can watch things that Todd actually
0: enjoys.
1: was very kind.
2: That actually was sort of the impetus of this show, was like- I love it. Let's talk about movies that we actually do enjoy, although Paige doesn't like rom-coms as much as I and Mikey do, but- I'm very critical of the relationships within them. Yeah.
3: As, As one should be.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you again so much for being a guest. We appreciate it.
3: Thank you for having me. This is a blast.
2: Yes. On Instagram and we are at Something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. it It's just
1: romancing pod show because They have a character oh. limit and it's show oh. SHO like showtime
2: So guys check that out as well and if you Want to follow us all individually Page is at rampage wesley Everywhere including tiktok
1: Uh, that's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. And I'm Todd. And okay, that's right. Mikey's not here. Yeah. Throwing off fucking everything.
2: <laughs> You're That's the why worst, you have Mikey. to watch
1: Seven Brides for Seven Brothers next week, He doesn't know it yet, though. He doesn't know it yet. I'm so happy about that. It'll be
2: our secret. Shh. Bye. Nike swoosh nerds. All right. <laughs>